it is another episode of studying white black and we are going to china it interests me when i find out that china is housing the highest numbers of african students or more so africans made china their field of study over the rest of the world and with me today is annie Annie is a Malawian and she's been resident in China studying and working. Marhaba! How are you, Annie? Hello. Annie, how long have you been in China for? Oh my word! If you were in another country, you'd be a citizen by now. <laughs> Okay, you see, what interests me about this whole idea of studying in China, first of all, is the fact that if you consider the liberal ways of, let me say, the Western world, you will notice that when it comes to studying there, you have the opportunity in most of these countries, you have the opportunity to study, to work, and after graduation from school, you have the opportunity to continue working and possibly change your status from uh, an immigrant to us becoming a citizen while on the other hand studying in China does not give much of that kind of opportunity so why did you decide to go to China? Actually I didn't decide to come here just an opportunity that came up because um, my father was um, elected to come here and work as an ambassador so at that time I was 15 years old okay. so I had the privilege of attending high here and doing also university here so it was, it was just an opportunity that came up <laughs> okay so your dad was an um, is it was an um, ambassador and as a result um, he still he's an ambassador and then as a result yeah. a family moved and you you had to study and live in yeah. china yeah. interesting so tell me what has been the experience for you as a black student so to say living in china just basic and then we'll get into some nitty-gritties for me actually it's an adventure for me it has been a adventure because you can say kind of like a second home for me i can say that so it's been a great experience a lot of other people have talked about studying in china but first of all from your experience before i even get into that um china is beginning to have high numbers or record of um, african students studying right in china maybe going to the western communities they have decided to go to china to study in your experience seeing a lot of african students in in china how do you perceive it um, the main thing is 
come to China gives a lot of opportunities to African people to come and study here compared to other countries. We have a lot of scholarships here in China that they are being offered to African students all over the world. So they don't just say, oh, picking, they're not picking. So they just say, okay, let's give this opportunity to African people and come and study here for scholarship basis. So they have different type of scholarships. That's why many people are able to come here to China and study here because there are so many opportunities given to African people. Interesting. Okay, well, that's yeah. one. In the case where perhaps... A student is paying i would assume that they will pay a little less compared to what they will pay in america uk and yeah. europe i suppose that might also be a reason but in your experience yeah. of um, living in china studying in china how has been the relationship with classmates um, people you see in your school or maybe on the street especially when it comes to that sort of institution because education is an institution yeah so when it comes to institutional basis how is the relationship being black Actually, you'll be surprised that um african students have a great union it doesn't matter where you're coming from we are actually united when it comes to china because we always say that here yeah, this is not our home so we try to make it as much homely as it is and that's been very heartwarming to everybody that you meet. And we do have functions that Africans get together and we have that bit of like home and like this is, I don't know how to explain it, you know, but it's been a great experience for me, especially I have so many friends from different countries and I've learned different cultures from different countries just because of meeting people and being together and just talking and as an African, community you know interesting that is also different when it comes to chinese community because i have to because i've been here for like 15 years as like i say so it's like i have both uh chinese community and the african community and they're both very well and very welcoming to me so that's like what i can say when it comes to learning what language is mostly used or in terms i know chinese will use the language to teach their, their citizens yeah. but when it comes to black yeah. students especially um, that speak English how do they okay. learn what language do they so learn when coming, actually when you're coming to China basically if you're actually coming to do bachelor's degree you are required to do one year Chinese language no matter what one year you have to do one year Chinese, you have to oh. do one year Chinese language before you do your major so everybody, it is by composer you have to do Chinese language. Unless you're on soft sponsor and you want to actually just pay fee for yourself and you are given option to study in English. But it's actually very rare because even the English classes, they mix Chinese, um, Chinese language. How are students able to cope then? <laughs> actually, um, uh, it's very amazing how we cope here. For me, I think, let me talk my own experience. Good. Um, when I went to university, because I when I was in high school, I was not studying Chinese. So when I went to university, everything was very hard because uh, I could already speak uh, Chinese, but writing was the problem. So mm. I would I didn't have I, I I didn't understand most of the things when they are speaking. Because when you're talking of Chinese, we have 
like uh, this local basic Chinese and you have the deep Chinese. And when you are in university, you, you learn different kind of Chinese compared to the Chinese you learn in the street. So mm. it was very difficult to, for me to, to actually uh, do my first year, but as time went by, it was very easy. Interesting. That's, that's cool. That's cool. But now, now you speak Chinese, you write Chinese, and you understand what you studied in English. Yes, I do. Like, Chinese is not like a language you can study in one year and be like, I know Chinese. <laughs> That's just a lie. That's just a lie, honestly. Because I've been here 13 years and I still don't know some of the things. You know, I have to ask, oh, what does this mean? You know? Because mm. Chinese is like, very, Chinese is very complicated in a certain way wow and that is, yeah. that's even that's even more well uh, let me speak for myself that's even more of a barrier when it comes to yeah. studying you see it's one thing visiting it's another thing yeah. working in china it's now a, a, a different ball game when you start studying in China, I mean, yeah. where it requires the language. For me, it's a big, big, huge barrier. And I'm wondering why China is recording highest, yeah. one of the highest, no, is recording high population of black students above other um, countries in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the world. And... Um, mm-hmm. It is still, I, I, it is still a shock for me. I won't lie. <laughs> I won't lie. Yeah, I know. I think also one thing you should look at is China is one of the most safest places for anybody to come. Like for me, I feel this is like um, when I had a chance to go to university, I had to look at different countries, and my mind was just like, no, it's China because first of all, it's the safety. You know, you want to be somewhere where you are safe, and parents want to want to send their kids somewhere where they'll be safe. You understand? So I think China is like number one when it comes to safety and everything and how uh, schools handle students. You know? Mm-hmm. They're very strict when it comes to students and you have to um, you have to follow certain manners for you to be in school and um, attend school and still be on scholarship or even like uh, even if you're on self-sponsored. All right, tell me about your school. Let's let's take a tour to your school. Tell us what your school entails, facilities, and every other thing. The number of, I mean, students, and uh, perhaps the community of black people too. Take us on a tour to your school. Amazing! Amazing! And one of the top universities here in China is Tianjin University. Amazing! Uh, We have also a lot of uh, African students there. And different countries, so they, sometimes we hold like these African um, um, events where we have to show our cultures and everything. And the teachers are very nice, you know, they're very nice. So uh, my school is amazing. Even their their living condition is very good, you know. Mm-hmm. We live in a very secure place, not like oh just uh, anyhow, you know. We live in a very secure house. Very like oh, their their dormitories are like hotel in some some type of way they put a little of, of that hotel feeling like mm. for international students. That's so nice. So what about libraries? Um oh, oh, we, yeah we have so many yeah we have different type of libraries and I mean you if you come to China and you see the schools here, the universities here, 
they are very big because they can have like two campuses or two, you know, two or sometimes three, but maximum is two campuses, you know. And they are very huge, like very, it's very big place. Very, mm. very. Sometimes I do get lost, you know, because there's so many buildings and you're like, okay, where should I go, where should I go? It's wow. like my big thing, I was always getting lost. <laughs> you know, always, always getting lost. So I had to ask directions from my Chinese friends, and oh, where how can I go to this building and everything, you know? Yeah. What about what about what about the what about the use of technology when when studying? Uh, technology, of course, you know, China is advanced in everything. You know, it's very it's advanced in everything. But we it, it depends on the course you are doing, really. Because for me, I'm doing business administration, so just, I use maybe a laptop, and sometimes I have to go to library and uh, in school in class we use books mainly. So. And yeah, PowerPoints and all that. So, very nice. Nice. So nice to hear that. But so let, let's talk yeah. about some other interesting aspect of um, mm. studying white black in China. I know we've said one or two things, but let's let's come to classroom experience with Chinese students being in class with Chinese students. What is the relationship so far being black? Um, I mean. It's different. Um, it just depends also where you are, like okay, which city you are in, because you have some other cities where they have never met a black person before. Them. You're the first black person they've ever seen, and it's like, oh, can I touch you here? Oh, oh mm. my God, where are you from? It's like you, you get so many. It's like you become like um, how can I say this? Like um, someone they can just study and be like, oh, I want to know, like, oh, why is your hair like this, or why are your eyes so big, or oh, so many things, but sometimes even we meet uh, racial, you know, racism and everything, but it's not something big to be like, oh, you know, because they, they, the, um, the students also do learn about different cultures, but they have never seen a person like a black person, you know, so it's, it's different. Have there been any kind of intimate relationship where you really get to talk personal? with other Chinese and they get to want yeah. to know more about you being black? Yeah, actually, um, sometimes when I meet Chinese people who have never seen black people and they, they, don't, they have no idea about me, I have to educate them and tell them where I'm from and my culture and uh, just basically just introduce myself like, hey, so we have different, type of pe- different types of people in the world and I come from Africa, and you know this is my culture this is how we do things and everything like that so they get very interested interested in learning more about africa and they get knowledge of africa because what they what they see what they hear is just on tv they've never met one before and you know it's quite different when they meet one in person Hmm. i see from your experience of um, students black students in china how do they get along with working i mean studying and working especially when it comes to sustaining themselves in your experience what have you come across oh you can't work in china if you're a student really you can't you can't work in china if you're a student you'll be deported because if you're only a student visa you have to be a strict student you are not required to go to work so if, if you're on scholarship you are lucky but like for me, I'm not on scholarship, so I have to do a side business where I can buy things in Banjo and just send them back home for me to just like. What did you say? Did I hear Banjo? 
did, did I hear you have to buy things in Banjo? Yeah, this is, this is where everybody buys things. So you have to buy things in Banjo, suppliers and... Oh, home, okay, Banjo. All right, all right. I wasn't sure what you said because you spoke... I thought you were speaking your brow. I wanted to say, oh, you've been eating with Nigerians. Oh, my world. <laughs> oh, my world. Now she shocked me. <laughs> Uh, okay, you caught me there. You caught me there. I must say, all right. But but let's look at this. Um, so most black students in China mainly mainly sustain themselves by their parents or guidance or support. In other words, right? <laughs> Do you think China is opening up enough to change that kind of policy in future for? I mean, to catch yeah. up. Actually, now China is black. Actually, some of them they actually relaxing on the their laws. Actually, they are kind of like changing some of their laws. You know, like uh, I think now I heard that you can actually be a citizen of China, but I, I haven't gone into details. Like, okay, how how is the process like? Because everything is hard. You know, they just say, oh, you can be a citizen, but they say if you graduate in China, you can actually work here. But as for a student, uh, we are hoping in the future you can be able to work. Nice. But in your experience, what have other students done after graduating from China? Did they go back home? Did they use the Chinese uh, certificate to get jobs in other countries? Because like Let's dwell on that a little more. Now, do you think it is possible to speak? I mean, with the with learning in China in Chinese language, do you think it's possible to use the certificate in other Asian countries that really accommodate more of Chinese culture, systems, and practices? Yeah, 
I understand everybody's got their own different experiences. Take for instance, I mean, some other person would tell you China is the life, is the world, is everything. I would do anything and everything in China. I mean, they would say, oh, look, I'll even die for China. I understand. But I'm looking at it from someone who's gone to school all his life, learning or speaking English or being taught in English, and then all of a sudden uh, transition to China um, and then try you're trying all your best to assimilate or understand because of language barriers. How then are other students getting by? You've said one or two experiences. Do you think everybody agrees, all the black students agrees to this notion that it is tough learning in China, especially in the language? Okay, not everyone. Mm. I see. I see. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about some of the jobs that students can get busy with. We understand that you can't work if you're on a study visa in China. Does it include online jobs? Like, what if you're a digital? Oh, online jobs are allowed. I mean, some students do work part time teaching, but it's not very common. Because everybody, like China is very strict, like I said, but believes like, oh, if I do this, I make a mistake, then they'll cancel my visa and I'll go back home. So everybody's always scared, you know, but teaching is very, very common in China, like especially English. You teach English, it's very, very common here. And it's a lot of money also compared to like working back home. Nice. Let's talk about some cultural differences. As an African who also mingles with other Africans from other countries, what usually are the cultural differences or shocks you experience in China? Um, talk of, uh, uh, between Africans, we Africans or just African China? You as an African and African from your experience in China. <laughs> You're thinking about it. I don't really know because it's like, I think it's just, you know, like when you come here, but it's just on their different, you know? Yeah, and true. It's just, I don't know. But I haven't really had major shocks as of yet, like, okay, wow, weird. What about the food? You know? Oh, food. It's cultural. <laughs> I see. I see. What about music? Yeah. 
can listen to acid music, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's everything is just different. Like we like we are we all like different things. Like China and Africa, I think they are just far apart when it comes to music. So. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, let's look at some other areas of your in your experience as a black student. Uh, let, let's really talk about racism now. Um, a lot of I've read other journals and blogs and people's documentaries talking about institutional racism because you can be in a country at least not pick one or two things or maybe have one personal experience. Have you experienced racist racial discrimination? Or prejudice yeah. in China. All the time. And institutionally, when it comes to the issue of uh, government, where you require to do some government um, registration, as have you had any similar experience? No, no, no. Actually, for, I think for me, um, because since, because um, for me, like I can say, I've had good experience with the maybe the immigration office and everything. They've been kind, you know. Especially during this kind of uh, during this pandemic, I've been really kind and haven't made any kind of racial profiling. Like, oh no, 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 can't do no. I haven't. What is the plan for the future? Do you think you're gonna get a job with your? Degree? Nice. That's nice. That's that's good to hear. So, how would you encourage a student to come to China to study? Where should I start from? If I'm a student, I want to study in China. What are the steps I should take? What should I do? What should I look into? Please educate me. Uh, I hope this 
from Africa to come to China. So actually, it's very, very easy to come to China because it's not really a hard. It's not really hard. You just have to have all the documents, and you have to have all the. You have to notarize every document that you have because they're very strict on checking your documents. But the scholarships are just too many, you know, in China. Even now, they are calling students come, come. I think we Africans, I would encourage many people, uh, students who can't afford to um, study abroad, to just come to China and have that experience. You understand? Because I think China is the most easiest place to get a scholarship. Interesting. That's far yeah. And for me, like my students, I apply for my students. It only takes one month, two months that their admission is out. You know. But it's that procedure that the government will not tell you that you have to do this, do this to get a scholarship. They all they see me that oh it's so hard, it's so it's not hard. Just have the right documents, have good grades, everything is just smooth. Nice. So for masters, for bachelors and PhDs, right? Yes, sometimes we can have for Chinese language even diploma. So if you're going to go in as a student, you have you must have at least a year of um, Chinese language then before you get into your studies, right? Yes. Now, if, if you're on scholarship, you are taking that one-year Chinese language, do you get to pay for it? Or the government no. pays for that? For. What if you're not on scholarship and you're required to take a Chinese language? Who pays for that? Is that <laughs> how expensive are we talking about? All right, okay, let's talk about cost of living in China. How is cost of living in China compared to your experience in Malawi? Really. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. All right. I I don't know if I want to come to China to study. <laughs> All right. But I've been I've been considering a I've been considering a master's degree program. But then I don't know if China is the place I want to study. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. It's very pertinent to me, and that's because of um, uh, the kind of things I do in travel. Now, for any students studying in China, have they, haven't you, especially you, you've been in China for years, yeah. have you not considered second citizenship? Of maybe... No, no, home is always home. Mm, I see. Home is always home. And also, you know, China, being China, sometimes it can be hard if you have a Chinese citizenship to go to certain countries. You know, because once you are Chinese, it's like Chinese citizen, you have to, there are some countries that they restrict, oh, you can't, because you know you're a Chinese uh, citizen and all that, you know. Mm. So actually, for me, I think having a Malawian citizen is way better, because I can go to so many places and... Actually, uh, in fairness to that, I think Malawian passport is still one of Africa's strongest passports. In at least it's in yeah. the first fifteen or yes, first ten or eleven passports 
in Africa. So yes, Malawian passport is still it's got a lot of value for an African passport. Yeah. Not to say that it can be better, you know, but yeah. still got a lot. Oh, I see. I see. Now, let's talk about some fun activities. Take, for instance, mountain climbing, each hiking, hangout, beaches. What are the fun activities you engage in in China or perhaps you find yourself doing or engaging in as, um, as a resident of China? I noticed. I saw your east. I saw your Instagram. Party after party, yeah. I do partying or party lighting of the good here, and sometimes you see I would do tour around, tour around other cities, you know. Because China, every city has its historical place, you know. And for me, I think I've been here for a long time, but I haven't discovered everything in China. I haven't traveled a lot in China discover everything, you know, because China is so big and so many historical places that you can actually go visit, like, wow, you know, but uh, that's basically, yeah, that's what we usually do here. Yeah. So many, so many activities you can do, you'll be even tired, even be tired, because China is so huge, so wow. many fun things to do. Okay, maybe now that I have you in China, I, I might just plan a visit sometime and then you take me around and then we'll see what China's got and then you you feel like I want to move here, that's it, I don't want to go back home. So beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Interesting. Everything they do is is just top level. Everything you be like what like wow. Like everything is just just go above and beyond. You know, everything is just above and if they want to do something they do it fast and just it's just amazing, honestly. Interesting, interesting. And it's been it's been awesome talking to you and learning one or two things about yeah. studying in China as a black student. And for me, yeah. it means something. Thank yeah. you for your time. Looking forward to catch up with you on more of your experiences in China in future. Thank you. Bye. Travel. Travel. Travel now. Travelradio.live.